Hey guys, Sam here just for a quick update on what you're about to hear in this episode. The commentary today is not meant to judge or critique any specific relationship dynamic in the skydiving community. It's just a group of people discussing a topic that's always been a source of conversation in our sport. By no means do we think that the sentiments expressed in this episode apply to every instructor or coach in the community. It just so happens to be a very common phenomenon that happens worldwide. That being said, I'm going to get out of here and start the episode. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Sam. Hey, I'm Tubbs. Hi, I'm Teresa. Hi, I'm Sierra. Hey, I'm Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Fall Risk. Okay, welcome back to Fall Risk. Everyone listening, today is a very, very special episode. Today officially marks the very first episode ever officially recorded in the skydive midwest pod lab round of applause all around (laughs) in addition to this very momentous occasion there's also a few pretty marvelous ladies joining me um i'm going to give them all an opportunity to introduce yourself there's four of them so it'll take a little bit but that's that's okay uh (laughs) they're pointing at each other who wants to start first (laughs) no okay we're gonna we're gonna start right off to my right here Hey, so I'm Tubbs. Um, I have been a tandem instructor, skydiving instructor for about 11 years. I'm Teresa. I'm a skydiving instructor as well for the last three years and a rigger, and that's the end of my credentials. (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, I'm Sierra. Uh, I have been around skydiving since I was a little kid. Both my parents do it, and I'm a coach as well. But the real reason that I am here is because I am just about to graduate medical school. (laughs) <laughs> Hi, I'm Kristen. I'm a tandem instructor for about four years or so, I think. And that's that's yeah. about it. So these ladies are all currently representatives of Skydive Midwest in various fashions. Um, but they've also all agreed to join me to chat about a very important topic that happens on literally every single drop zone or that that's ever been paid to perform student skydives, I feel like. Yeah, yes. probably. Is that like a fair, accurate I statement? So. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, this particular topic has also incidentally been the source of many hilarious and very cringeworthy moments uh, on every drop zone across the country. I feel like. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Today, uh, we'll be talking about something my friend Sierra here calls an oxytocin burst and how it can have an effect on romantic attachment, more specifically why there are so many instances of customers coming to the drop zone and falling head over heels for their skydiving instructors. Um, We're going to be discussing what actually happens to your body when this phenomenon occurs, why it seems to show itself differently in men and women, and how to avoid this from happening to you or having it take advantage or having your body trick you into this experience. And at the end, if we're feeling a little spicy, we might tell a story or two pulled from our own experiences, if everyone's okay with that. Yeah. Yeah? Cool. Okay. It's on. It's recorded now. It's it's official. So, yes. To be clear, though, just in case you missed it, um, this episode is really purely for fun. It's to make us and hopefully everybody else listening uh, laugh. Um, It's not really a problem that needs to be solved. It's not any of us trying to make a problem out of nothing. It's just us laughing and poking fun at this thing we've all observed happening in the skydiving world at various points during our careers. Okay, are we in agreement? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Now, with that disclaimer, let's start by defining a few terms. Sierra, what is oxytocin? Uh, Oxytocin is like colloquially 
colloquially termed the love hormone, but in your body, the most specific thing that's been studied is in women, and it's uh, the cause of uterine contractions in labor. It's the cause of milk letdown when you are breastfeeding, but it also modulates fear, anxiety, social bonding, which is the important one here that we're thinking about, mood and depression. When it's released, it can also stimulate dopamine release, which is another one of your happy hormones, um, and it's made in your hypothalamus. Where, where is the hypothalamus in the brain? Your hypothalamus is like in the center of your brain. So like if you think of a picture of your brain, you see like the wrinkly bits everybody sees. And it's like deep to that in the center of your brain. It's in a part of your brain like called the midbrain or the diencephalon. Um, so basically just directly in the center of, um, above the pituitary. Okay. And what, what is the pituitary glands, uh, role in this, in, in this process? It's kind of, it's, it's like the, a part of your axis, right? So like everything in your body is kind of controlled by like hypothalamus pituitary blank. So you've got like your hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis, your hypothalamus pituitary gonadal axis, your gonads are like your sex hormones. Uh, Um, so that's kind of where your pituitary comes into play and it's divided into two pieces so you've got an anterior and a posterior or your adenohypophysis and your neurohypophysis and the only thing that that means is that the front is like chemically controlled and the back or posterior is controlled by nerves that come down from the hypothalamus okay cool um why is oxytocin called the love drug or the love hormone, or recently I found out people refer to it as the cuddle chemical, which I'm like, that's a great name for it. Uh, it's it's called the the love chemical, kind of colloquially, just because like the bit, like I said, the biggest thing that's studied with oxytocin is your uterine contra- contractions and your milk letdown. And kind of when you think about love, you think about like your biggest, strongest love in the beginning is when mom sees baby, right? It's like the bonding there. Mom sees baby, they they create that bonding through their birth and through, you know, milk letdown when you breastfeed. Um, But also it's released, like, when you hug someone, when you, like, lightly touch someone, uh, like, long eye contact even if you're, like, sitting across the table at somebody on a date. Like, you can have that oxytocin release. So that's a lot of the reason it's called the love hormone. And then one of the biggest studies that um, kind of gave it that name is in prairie voles because prairie voles mate for life. You're talking so, about the animal. Yes, okay, yes. got it. I was like, uh, for a second there, it was like a record scratch. I was like, wait, what? Okay. <laughs> yeah, Animals, the, got it. the animal prairie voles, they mate for life, and they did an experiment on them where they, they have like this 24-hour mating ritual, and at the end of that, they're mated for life. They stay together until death, right? So they did an experiment on it where they blocked the oxytocin receptors in these prairie voles, and they had sex, and like, le- like one night stand at each other. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Instead of you know, staying together. So they, like, concluded from that study that they had dopamine receptors in their, like, reward and, like, social bonding portions of their brain. And the oxytocin was the reason that they pair bonded for life. And they were different from these other voles that I can't remember the name of who don't have these oxytocin receptors in their brain, so they don't do that pair bonding. So that's kind of where that came from. And then the continued study is where, do like, since we are part of the percentage of animals who have, like, fidelity will like you know stay loyal to people sometimes um they're looking at like where our oxytocin receptors are in the brain and like we said it's part of it modulates social bonding and love and things like that so that's kind of why it's called the love hormone yeah so uh in in addition to to the things that you just described like giving birth lactation um 
parent infant bonding that kind of stuff uh dating it, it's often associated with trust sexual arousal uh, arousal relationship building like some of the things that we see in skydiving yeah yeah maybe I would say about half of those we probably experience on just a single tandem, right? <laughs> like close touch, long eye contact, lots of touching. <laughs> like, yeah, right? Okay, that, that's fair. All right. Um, also a fun yeah. fact, uh, like in everyday life, some of us have dogs, right? Mm-hmm. They did a study and you release oxytocin when you like hang out with your dog. Right? I saw that I saw that same that same uh, little tidbit on one of the articles I was reading researching this like you can get a good oxytocin burst just from like petting your dog like the dog will also experience it but then you'll experience the same thing too just by hanging out and petting your dog so that's pretty cool. Um, so these, the next set of terms that we're going to talk about don't necessarily have to do specifically with the oxytocin burst itself, but they do kind of play a role in skydiving itself. And when they all kind of, from, from what I understand, all these kind of, all these terminology, these terms, they kind of all play into each other, you know, in a stressful situation like skydiving. So explain to the group here, what happens to your body during a fight or flight response. Uh, so like in fight or flight, when you perceive a threat and like that threat doesn't have to be like, you know, like a tiger on the road trying to kill you. It can be like your boyfriend says we need to talk that your, your brain's still going to perceive that as a threat. And it activates this like cascade of hormones, which will activate both your sympathetic nervous system and your, that axis I was talking about, the hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis. Your sympathetic nervous system is a part of your autonomic nervous system, which is it kind of sounds like automatic, right? So mm-hmm. it's your autonomic. It, it does it without you really having to focus on it. And it's split into two parts. Parasympathetic is the one that's not activated in this. And it's your rest and digest. So when you sleep or you eat or you're like sitting at home, this is what's on. It's helping you grow your hair and your nails and digest your food and all of those things. Um, and then when you perceive a threat or you're like exercise, whatever, you have this fight or flight, it activates your sympathetic side of your nervous system. So it's going to shut off your digestion. It's going to shut off your hair growing and shut off your nails growing. Basically everything that isn't vital to you getting the heck out of whatever situation you're in. So your heart rate is going to increase. Your arterial blood pressure is going to increase. You're going to start breaking down glycogen stores in your body to turn it into glucose. So you have fast energy. Um, you're going to like constrict your blood vessels so that you can get things through faster. Um, and that's all because of a rush of epinephrine and norepinephrine, which is adrenaline. There's Mm -hmm. adrenaline, noradrenaline. They kind of act on the same, you know, things to cause all of that increased respiratory rate and giving you that ability to run or fight. Okay. So would it be an accurate, uh, assumption to make that not only a fight or flight response like kind of activates in a in a scary situation but also in like a very stressful high anxiety situation like maybe meeting a really attractive person for the first time or maybe getting really close to the opposite sex or to whoever it is that you fantasize about like would you say that that's maybe also included in I think I think so and I think the like HPA act the hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis is implicated in it a lot you know when you're like first on a date and you're like palms are sweaty and your heart rate is beating really fast and you're kind of shaking I think a lot of that is to do with the cortisol that comes from the HPA axis mm-hmm. and uh, I was like reading an article that in the early stages of falling in love subjects will show higher levels of cortisol likely from stress re- response and also from 
You know when you're like dating someone and you're like on high alert? You're no. like, no, I don't. <laughs> yes, of course I do. <laughs> okay, fine. I'm gonna no, go. Yeah, I gotta absolutely, go. I do. <laughs> Weird. Um, uh, so you're like on high alert. You're like analyzing everything that they say to you and everything yeah. that you say, like thinking that you did something wrong. This study was kind of proposing that that is because your your increased cortisol is because of that, and then it kind of like cycles. Okay. Because you're like on high alert and you don't want to say anything stupid, so you're kind of stressed about it and okay. worried. Okay. Um, can you explain what cortisol is for anybody that doesn't know? Yeah. Cortisol is your stress hormone. You can, you, uh, it'll peak like in the morning and then like decline during the day. Um, it is your main glucocorticoid and it's made in your adrenal cortex in the zona fasciculata. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the way that it works is that your, the hypothalamus that we were talking about earlier, uh, has CRH, which is cortisol releasing hormone. And then you have uh, that will go to your pituitary. Your pituitary will release ACTH, mm-hmm. and that will go to your adrenal and be like, hey, we're stressed out. Yeah, The body needs to know that we're stressed out make this happen. And okay. it will come out and kind of cause those things, like your heart beating fast. And then long term, it can cause, like, thinning of your hair, and, mm-hmm. like, you'll retain more of what you eat, so you'll get fatter because your body's like, oh, when are we going to get our next meal? I'm stressed out. So that's kind of why that happens if mm-hmm. you have it, like, high for long term okay all right so i think it's like it's safe to say to reiterate something i talked about earlier about how all these things cortisol fight or flight oxytocin bursts like dopamine all these things kind of play together in the same um in the same arena while we're talking about skydiving like relating to skydiving fight or flight you know like we're putting people in a very stressful situation we're throwing them out of an airplane right um cortisol is also involved because we're stressing people out everything's spiking oxytocin burst happens because we're really close and we're putting a lot of trust in people we don't even know right like there's a lot of all that and then dopamine because we pull it off we're excited about it like we're happy about the entire experience by the end of it um it all kind of plays a, a a part in this this activity that we do from a from a a medical you know more logical side of things um you've seen this and you brought this up a little while ago about how ridiculous this (laughs) this phenomenon is that we see and it's and it's very much caused by everything we just talked about like your body just automatically does these things based on the situation that you're in can you elaborate a little bit on where we see this the most often on the drop zone i think for me like watching it since i was a little kid it's always like it's going to sound kind of stereotypical, but it's always watching the, like, young girl get on the airplane and she's, like, scared out of her mind with, like, the, like, 30-year-old tandem instructor dude who's like, oh, I'm going to save your life. And then she goes on this jump and she's scared for her life and her flight or, fight or flight response goes and she's, like, leaned back. She's got touch the whole time with this person. She's, like, attached to this person. So she's like, this person is going to save my life. Oh, my God. And she gets on the ground. She's made it to the ground safe and all that adrenaline dumps, but she's still had all of that touch and eye contact and reassuring words from the tandem instructor. So her brain is like, you're in love. Here's some <laughs> oxytocin. Here's some dopamine. You're happy. You're in lo- You're alive. And also this person just saved your life. So like your caveman brain or cavewoman, whatever you want to say, your cavewoman brain is like, he saved you. You should stay with him forever. He's going to save you every time. That's how that works. But no, your brain yeah. is lying to you. Oh, girl. Oh, girl. <laughs> your, your brain is, is really it's lying, lying to you. bro. <laughs> All right. That's, that's, a, that's a fair, accurate representation, I think. Um, where else do we maybe see this, guys? Like, where else have you seen it on the drop zone? Is it just with tandems? Is it just with women? Is it with men, too? Like, where else AFS. have we seen it? AFS. Anybody chime in at any time. AFS. When they have a 
young hot girl student and they're just flirting with them the whole time the girls are usually like oh this is neat mm. and it's it's not <laughs> i feel like you even see it with like a licensed babies not baby they're not babies they're but they're babies you know yeah, yeah you yeah. like you like organize a little belly skydive and then it's maybe not even like like love but yeah. they like latch right it's like it's like an enamor like yeah. like they're enamored with people yeah yeah it. you like organize a belly skydive with them once and then they're just yeah. like please please don't ever leave me alone on the drop yeah. zone ever and you're like ah make some friends I, w- I would say maybe organizers too we see it a lot like mm-hmm. with uh, rookie skydivers mm-hmm. you know playing off that idea of like we see it with organizers um you know organizers don't necessarily need to be the best jumpers on the drop zone or the best flyers on the drop zone but like you get them in one time with a jump that really is successful and is like goes just absolutely perfectly and then those rookie skydivers are like you're my god i love you so much like teach me all the things like so i heard a lot of everyone talking about how it's usually a female student that has this type of reaction sierra can you tell me why it's different for men and women i I feel like one of the biggest differences we were ta- like when we were talking about oxytocin, the two instances that are like the most studied and they ha- it has like the biggest effect is birth and breastfeeding, right? So the people with your two X chromosomes are going to tend to have that like stronger, higher reaction to oxytocin. And I think that this, less scientifically, is also just like a societal thing, right? Like we at least me, I don't, I don't want to speak for anybody else, but for me, like, you're brought up in a society that's, like, tells you all the time that you're supposed to be saved, right, mm-hmm. by the man, the knight in shining armor. You read books when you're a kid where the, the female gets saved by the big, strong dude or whatever, and I think that that's kind of something that everyone sees in society, even if you're taught, like, I was taught to, like, take care of yourself, right? My dad tried to make me a tomboy or whatever, and but I still saw in media, like, being, you know, saved by the big strong dude so I think that that's part of why you know women are more likely to be like oh this person saved my life and men are more likely to be like oh I could I could go do this myself okay like where have you guys seen this like do you guys have any examples of where you might have seen this like on the drop zone yeah 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 like any any instances like when we were when we were first brainstorming this idea we all we all had at least one story of where we saw something like this. Um, I don't know if this is exactly what you're asking, but I've had instances where I've come around the corner, I've got my tandem rig on, and I'm ready to grab my next student. It's a female. And they look at me like, dear God, like this yeah. is the person that's supposed to save my life. Like, where is my big, strong man that mm-hmm. was supposed to be here? Yep. And it's pretty funny. Um, I've had people like, oh, I, I really wished I had the – big guy that has the Australian accent or whatever (laughs) like they're just drawn to it right and then I have had a lady who um we didn't have an option it was like a now call we're going to the plane and I literally dropped down and did two push-ups with my tandem rig on to show her (laughs) that I was physically strong enough I didn't have to do it but I was amped and I was like this is outrageous you know like just because I'm not your dream Mm-hmm. man that's here to save your day mm-hmm. like I can totally manage this and I yeah. thought that was pretty comical you know what that says to me because I've had that same experience happen where I've b- introduced myself you know as a 5'3 like at the time like 140 pound you know instructor saying like hi I'm gonna take you on your skydive and having this young girl be like oh no 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 no, no. <laughs> like I want a man like and I think I think that that those instances are probably driven from like this fantasy like that this person had in general um she she just wanted a guy she wanted a guy for whatever reason and i think it i mean my reading in the situation was 
I was expecting a man. I was expecting to be able to rub and rub up and down on a guy. Like I want a man. Like I want this sensation of like, you know, you know, for whatever reason, I want this sensation of being taken care of or, or whatever. And for that person, a woman wasn't going to do it. But I think what that, I think, I think what that says is that it's a lot more innate for certain people than they realize, you know, and then they're always a little jolted when one of us walks up to them and says, Hey, <laughs> I want to take you on your sky. I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> you know? Uh, I've also had plenty of women that have done the opposite. They come out and they're like, yes, I get the girl. And, like, that that hypes me up. But, like, Mm -hmm. I I think I was telling you about this. I caught two Tatum students talking about me in the bathroom. Uh, They saw my my picture on the wall outside, Uh and they were like, man, I don't want the girl. Please don't let me get the girl. And I came out and washed my hands. I'm like, you are going with me. Like, I know you're on the board with me. (laughs) But, like, sorry to ruin your day. Yeah. I like having boobs. (laughs) (laughs) There's, there's like a healthy mix of it, right? There's a healthy mix of, you know, both, both, both ends of the spectrum. Um, what we're trying to get at, get at with this, like this whole thing, right? Though is, is um, that you're not necessarily aware of like those things happening in your brain or happening in your body. And so when you're presented with a situation, it's just like everything just kind of naturally takes over and you're reacting to someone in a, in a way that's like, and I suppose it's probably different depending on what your sexuality is, right? Like if you're into women or if you're into men, you know, like it might change depending on, you know, the circumstances, but your body is automatically hardwired to react a certain way to a certain number of stimuli. So it's always interesting when the opposite happens, like, like you said, like when, um, a woman comes in is like, no, I want to go with a woman, you know, but they're not necessarily sexually attracted to women. They just want to go with a woman for whatever reason. Right. Um, and then it's always interesting when women come in or men come in and they say, no, I want the opposite sex because of this situation, you know, because of X, Y, and Z. When I worked in the office, it was yeah. always cultural. And, like, that's fine, but I've also yeah. had, like, men look me at you. Like, that happens yeah. all the time, right? Like, you're not strong enough for this. I feel like that's a society. Are they usually, like, what generation? Older. Yeah, it's always my, it's like my parents' generation. Because okay. can you imagine, could you imagine, <laughs> could you imagine him walking through the door and being like, yeah, I'll go with a 30, like a 20-year-old woman, a 30-year-old woman? No way. Right. He would come in here and be like, absolutely not. I feel like it's a generational thing, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, the one guy that refused with me, we were in the plane, you know, and I, I knew he was going to do it. He was asking my credentials and everything, and I was like, I don't I don't want to take you anyway. Like, you're rude. And on the way down, he was like, I just knew you weren't strong enough. I'm just going to be honest with you. Like, I didn't even try to get him out. I was like, he's like, no, I don't want to go. I said, okay, and we just sat back down. Normally, I'm like, you can do it. But I was like, I hate you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had anyone young, like a young dude refuse you? A young you? girl refuse Okay. Me. I'm just interested in the like age of the men who are like, no, a well, girl can't do it. We will we will talk about that in just a second. Go ahead. I was gonna say, as far as like the oxytocin thing that's happening, I I feel like it makes sense with women, not only because of, like the cultural thing of like I want a big strong guy to do this, but like men coming in probably don't really feel like the caretaker in a situation with the female, which is pretty funny. So like it it kind of makes sense that women are like coming in like stoked on getting some guy that they can be like physically and mentally or not mentally attracted to that's that would be the difference they're not actually attracted um <laughs> i mean that's really <laughs> funny because <laughs> it's like 
it's like when you when you take the instructor i mean i don't want to bash on all the guys here i don't want to bash on any of the the male the male instructors but when you take them and you just put them like in a room with a whole bunch of other dudes like <laughs> chances are you're probably like it's like one out of ten you're gonna chance like pick that guy but then you put him in this role of like caretaker you know and like oh i'm gonna save you i'm gonna be your big strong man it takes you on a skydive and then you're like oh my god head over heels like with but, you know again, like they probably have no idea that dude, like, lives in a crusty trailer. Yeah. He just washes feet. <laughs> exactly. That's the funny part of the phenomenon for us, at least, you know, across the board, is that we know what everyone does here. We know what kind of lifestyle this this is. We know what kind of um, social patterns we do. Like, we know what, what we talk about behind the scenes. Like, and it's sometimes it's awful. Like, sometimes <laughs> it's really gross what it is that we talk about. And so then for someone to come in, some some innocent lady comes in or innocent person comes in and is just like suddenly hardwired to feel over the moon about this person that they've they've met you know uh for the first time and has a 30 minute interaction with them and is you know head over heels like spoon worthy for it or or potentially engages in a full-on relationship with them because of the blinders that are on like your body just automatically tells you you're in love with this person and then you have an you have a full-on relationship with this person <laughs> two months down the line you're like what was i thinking i don't understand <laughs> you know like i've been in that situation i've it I've happens. been there. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like some of it is like the perceived intelligence. We're like, um, <laughs> sorry, I don't. You're, you're so <laughs> Look, right. you like, you like walk. Well, you know, I don't know. So like somebody who doesn't know anything about skydiving walks in and it's like, wow, this guy is capable, like really <laughs> smart. He like knows his stuff. But then if they're a person who like goes through AFF and becomes an experienced skydiver, then they're like, wow, this guy is dumb. <laughs> like this dude is dumb outside yeah. of his like narrow field of spectrum right so mm -hmm. i feel like it's like the blinders there too where you're like wow this guy's so smart and he yeah. saved my life and I, then it's like maybe not so much i'd say it's one thing if you're just looking to get laid but like the <laughs> relationship part of it is what really makes a difference you'll figure it out and then they yeah. also end up being privy to like the stuff that they that that the people instructors i'm not even gonna say just men because like let's be honest all of us here the things that you say like behind the scenes they oh, like yeah. are privy to the conversations about like the wildest stuff <laughs> you're like what did you just say I, I okay so so to talk about that culturally for a second like i have gone on dates with woofos the way i talk i always have to catch myself the way i talk to woofos is the same way that I would talk to a skydiver and the look on their faces, like the look on the, on like, cause I'm into men. I, I go on dates with men and like the look on their face is always like, Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Like I got to dial that back a little bit. Like you just got to take that guy on a tandem. That's it's not <laughs> going to go the same way. <laughs> it, it never goes. That's actually a great, a great segue. Cause it never goes that it way doesn't. ever. Like we have four TI female TIs right here. Have you ever had that experience as a female TI before? Oh, and Ter Teresa is pulling that microphone right over to her. Right okay, <laughs> I have a few. <laughs> so first and foremost, I've only gotten two phone numbers in the three years of being okay. an instructor. One of them was a woman, and nice. I like to think that I was the big strong man that she fell in love with and gave me okay. her phone number. I'm into it. Um, not actually, I'm straight, but <laughs> the other one was this dude who was like six foot two, 230 pounds, and his equally large friend was out there, and they were so excited that I was going with him, and he was like, is there more women that my friend could go with? And I was like, not today, no, there's not, and he was like, 
this is awesome. And then they kept like talking. They're just like, man, you're just so little and cute. Like you're just so little. Like, look at <laughs> look at you. Like just so tiny. And I was like, all right, it's starting to get really weird. I don't know if you're in love with me or if. Uh, and they're like, hey, do you want to hang out later? And I was like, I'm not trying to get Eiffel Towered by two giants. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you though. And I think um, that is one situation where I'm like, they were super into it but not because I was saving them, just because they were strange. Um, and then the other one was uh, like a 60-year-old man who waited till about 10,000 feet right when I'm tightening the harness, and he just turns around and goes, it's been years since a woman's touched me like this. Oh, and I was no. like, go ahead and shut your mouth, oh, or no. we're riding the plane down, and you're over there. Like, oh, no. <laughs> so that's the closest I've come to anyone falling in love with me. Okay. <laughs> I'd love to add something to that, because... I think our reaction to being hit on is not the same as a guy's. Like, if a 60-year-old woman hit on one of the instructors, the male instructors, they'd probably be like, I mean, why not? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's not a big deal for them where we're kind of like, I don't think so, buddy. So it's funny reaction-wise. Please, we're, we're going to come back to that about how the female TI reaction is way different than a man's, than a than male TI's reaction is different to this. Um, I know that there's other stories, though, that we want to share really quick. And I think it's important to share them because I've, I've been in a situation where I've worked with only men and I've explained this situation to my male coworkers and they're always like, go for it. Like, just do it. Like, take it, get some, take advantage. And I'm like, no, that's <laughs> so gross. And I think it's important to understand, like, um, to hear the experiences that everybody else has and then, or all the other, uh, women, female TIs like have, but also explain why it's important that like, why we don't, why we, no, she's, she's like, pick me, pick me. Okay. No, no. no. <laughs> um, I think it's important to explain like why we have a very different reaction to it and how that plays into the whole like taking advantage of the oxytocin burst thing. Like we'll, we'll come back to that in just a second, but like, are there any other stories? That a lot of times that's people's fear reaction though. Like I've had one dude and he was, he was a big dude and like it normally would have bothered me, but mm-hmm. he was so stressed that he was like grabbing my thighs and just like aggressively rubbing them. And like one point <laughs> like lifted them up and was just like going, and at first I was like, this dude is really weird. Like, I want you to stop touching me. And then I looked at him and it was just like the thousand yard stare. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. he even realized that it was legs he was touching mm-hmm. or that they weren't attached to his body. Yeah. And so like sometimes, like I, I started laughing at it afterwards because I was like, okay, that was kind of funny. Because I would talk to him and I'd be like, hey man, I'd like move his hands. And he was just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then he would just like, it was like his comfort zone. But it's, it's not even just dudes because I've had ladies do that too. Like where they just yeah. panic and they just like death grip something. And it's usually yeah. like my legs in an inappropate spot. And I'm like, oh, whatever, at least you're not pulling stuff or touching things like that's fine like keep them there that's yeah. fine. I got cat called from the student area once <laughs> oh my god what happened they, I was just walking around the corner and they were like I want to get up on your lap and they were across the fence line and I was like I don't want that at all so I went into manifest and I was like please don't do that to me so they went with the biggest I think Travis <laughs> but <Yeah>. like <laughs> your husband yeah <laughs> I was like, that's pretty straightforward you know, yeah <laughs> no um, I guess like I've had a handful of instances over the years. Um, there was one guy that tried to turn around and kiss me in the plane, and that was weird. No. Like, oh no no no! <laughs> like we were in the plane. They're they're like straddle benches, so I'm sitting directly behind him, and he turns around and like tries to like lay lay one on me, and I'm like, oh no no no, sir! Like we're not. This isn't what you think. It. No 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 no. This isn't gonna happen. We're so, sold out on happy endings. So. <laughs> yeah, sorry man. Like, 
Um, I've had people like leave notes and stuff in tip envelopes and things. Like I had this kid named David. He was oh, fucking David. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking a David. Um, he wrote on the tip envelope and left me twenty bucks. Like you can tie me up in a harness anytime. It's just like <laughs> oh, it's just like. Uh, I don't know how to feel about like part of me is flattered but at the other the other part of it is like I'm kind of grossed out by that just mm-hmm. a little bit like just, uh, just I don't know I don't know anything like that happened to you Tubbs um nothing too crazy I have had somebody kiss me before it was an older man mm. he was um I believe he was Irish he had a great accent um, but <laughs> we, we landed and I went to help him up and I gave him my hand and lifted him up off the ground and then he grabbed me and gave me a big old smooch oh, and he yeah. just said thank you so much for saving my life yeah like on the mouth yeah Ooh. it was like straight it was it was very quick I didn't yeah. really have time to react he just kind of pulled me in and yeah. I was like that just happened yeah. um but he was sweet he wasn't like trying to get in my pants it was more like a he told me he loved me before we jumped, you know, so there was, like, this big connection yeah. for him. Mm-hmm. Like um, everything you said meant that he wants to get in your pants, and he yeah. tried right it at just, the end. <laughs> it didn't feel like he was trying to take me home or, like, yeah. I don't know, to the nearest place. <laughs> uh, it just felt like he was a loving old man that was just a little a little over the top. Yeah. Um, and then I've only gotten one number. Um, the guy, as soon as we landed, he was like, can I take you out on a date? And wow. I was like, I have a boyfriend. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then he left me his number in the tip envelope. Yeah. Anyway. Just in case so, you're really single. Just in case. Yeah. <laughs> just in case I had a change of heart. So nothing too aggressive um, as far as the guys go. And then I have had one female leave me a number. So I thought that was kind of funny. Cool. I love those ones. That's my favorite. I hung it on my locker. I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're desirable by both sexes. That's pretty exactly. great, right? Like, I count that as a way. I'm putting that on my resume. Like, <laughs> it's definitely more of a flattering thing, it in is. my opinion, as opposed to, like, yeah, I'm totally going to follow up with this. But that could be because I'm also dating somebody. I don't know, but it's flattering. It is, yeah. and I think it's the way they do it, too. Like, she just put it on the envelope and was like, hey, if you're interested, if not, that's totally cool. Whereas, like, the dudes are, like... I, you're touching me and I can't control myself and you're like uh okay that's strange but you know yeah whatever just write your number on the tip envelope like <laughs> the other girl <laughs> yep that actually just happened to me this year I don't know if I told you guys who did I tell about it I think I told Sierra about this uh the older man um I forget what his name is but he he just he just came in skydive like just last last month and at the end of it he looked at me and he said something along the lines of thing like it was something <laughs> along the lines of like this is the first time I've been touched like this since I've been married or since my wife died and I was like <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say to that, sir. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, like you're welcome. You're welcome. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so like that's all. That's all great and everything. You know, talking about our personal experiences. But I think it's important to note that like these are are uniquely different experiences. We're not experiencing this oxytocin burst in the same way that like a male instructor is going to experience it. A female TI's reaction to being presented with what we're we're terming the oxytocin burst or the falling in love thing, you know, that happens for our students. Like when we are presented with a situation like that and people are over the top, our reaction is way different than uh, male TIs, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not saying every male TI is like this. Let me put that disclaimer out there. That's not the case, but there's an overwhelming amount of people and an amount of uh, male TIs out there that have either said something in relation to this that's a little questionable or has acted on this uh, this 
uh, <laughs> this situation being presented to themselves, or in some kind of in some kind of super questionable instances, people get their tandem ratings to take advantage of that situation, right? Yeah. Like I would say that we've probably all seen that. It's not to say that there aren't women TIs out there that are also of a similar persuasion. I think it's less likely that you're going to be able to take advantage of it just because of the things we've already discussed. But um, I think the overwhelming number of um, instances that we see it happens to be a female student and a male TI, right? Yeah, totally. Would you say that's true? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I have definitely seen people who sought out the rating, like especially like the Packers watching the instructors get phone numbers and they're like, well, is that all it takes? And then it's like, <laughs> of course. Because like. I feel like this con- this is like – as like a child of a, a skydiver having been around it since the 90s until now the stories that I hear or even like what I watched when I was younger uh I don't know how, like was way more like debauched debased than yeah. I see it now yeah so I don't know if like the stories that pe- I hear from like people that I knew when I was younger talking about like the tandem students just like staying at the drop zone mm-hmm. like after hours and just like getting pipe laid at them (laughs) (laughs) it's gross it's like the gross i was like what do you what and now i feel i mean it's not it's still not like great like the stories that i hear but comparatively to like the things that i hear from people who were tandem instructors in the 90s who would like do that and then wake up hungover and go do tandems the next day Mm -hmm. i feel like it's at least gotten somewhat better Mm -hmm. I agree. I, I think it's just still happening all the time. Just like quieter, <laughs> yeah. less, less overt. Like you're just not hearing the stories. <laughs> oh, people don't want to tell me. Okay, got it. Fair, fair. I guess in some ways I think it's kind of mellowed out, but I'm not totally opposing you, Kristen. I'm like 50-50 with both of you guys because I think um, the sport of skydiving as a whole has gotten more, um, I don't really want to call it prestigious, but like there's this element to it like, more professional more professional in some ways right like we're expected to show up to work showered with brushed <laughs> teeth like i've actually signed we can't be the traditional we can't be the traditional bags. Bags. Yeah. yeah like it's expected for us to be different unless you're at certain drop zones like yeah. everybody who's listening probably knows of skydive taft that was like the ultimate place for all the skydiving porn people you know what i mean so like <laughs> if you can imagine the stories then but i don't think it's the same now um but there's there's still things happening for sure. And there's still dirtbag, gross instructors yeah. getting weird on tandems. I know that. Yeah. I think also it's the the marketing for the drop zone itself is changing. Like they want to present this yeah. more professional thing. So a lot mm-hmm. of it's like the, they're still happening, but there's no proof of it. With, with the advent of like social media and like how easy it is to put stuff out there online these days, like yeah. it's not, it's not easy to like go unnoticed anymore so if you if you do that there's a good chance there's going to be a record of it somewhere you know like someone is going to have a copy of that and if you don't want it out there you don't fucking do it anymore what i was trying to get at is that like it's still happening it's just happening behind the scenes like it's no longer happening as frequently on the drop zone location itself um it might it might be happening behind the scenes and it's a little quieter but it's not as like overt and in your face you know like um, there's a lot of societal 
constructs now that are happening where it's like you can't behave that way you know um someone's gonna call you out on it someone's gonna say something someone's gonna get offended someone's gonna get you know what I mean like it someone is gonna say something where they call you out on it and now there's a spotlight on you for a negative reason instead of like a clapping you on the back like good job I do also think that the style of TIs has changed too yeah like yeah you we all know the crusty old TI where you feel bad for their student because you're like you're just like, you're just a meat sack to them. They don't care. They don't talk to you. Like, that dude is like, I, I, we, we all know those people. But then I feel like the new generation of instructors that's coming out just, ha- like, maybe it's because they're still young. I don't mm-hmm. know. But they have just, like, a little more effort to put in. I don't know. And it's not, like, not everybody, obviously. There is still some crusty 22-year-olds who just got their rating. I'm like, how are you already a crusty TI? I don't get it. Like, yeah. But I feel like, in general, most of the new instructors – care a little more yeah you're seeing a generational shift there yeah 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 yeah. I get it um that makes me think of uh some of the older TIs when I was a little bit younger jumper um and it's not so much a thing now and I'm so glad but this whole idea of like sit on my lap so I can gear you up yeah and I heard the cringiest jokes (laughs) the worst you know um I don't even want to say it it just hurts (laughs) no say it (laughs) say it say it please say it is it the Lambo one Oh, the lamp. Yeah, please. Do you not know that one? Um, I've heard it. I just don't know if I, I should. It's, or, I don't know. <laughs> say it. Say it. It's like, what's the difference? I, I don't oh, remember. yeah. <laughs> what's the difference between um, a roll of quarters? Is that it? No. Oh, like, God. It's, it's something you do with, like, a Lambo and a boner. And it's, it's like, I don't have a Lambo. I mean, yeah. I don't remember. That was a terrible way to tell a joke. But (laughs) the roll of quarters is the same kind of thing. Like, oh, that's not a roll of quarters back there. And it's like, oh, wait, I don't want to be attached to you anymore. You've witnessed Ti saying that to customers. One hundred percent. Oh, gross. Yeah. While they're sitting on their lap. Icky. Yeah. That's all. Sitting on this big sweaty dude's lap and bust out one of those. No one wants that. And like, (laughs) we've all experienced the people who are making cringy jokes with you so like yeah. you can read the room yeah. but i heard it all too often it was yeah. like you could see the discomfort on a person's face yeah ick yeah <laughs> <laughs> ick. i okay so so that actually brings have you guys seen cutaway has anybody seen cutaway all the way through cutaway the movie yeah. right so i just reviewed that movie for another episode um where we compare and contrast rob zone and cutaway between the two of them they're they're both skydiver made movies so um in cutaway they both have female ti's in them they both have and in one of them in drop zone the female ti is like the guru who teaches wesley snipes everything he needs to know about skydiving he's like she's like the person who you know like shows him the way essentially right it's a purely platonic relationship throughout the entire thing too like there's never any romance like involved whatsoever um but in cutaway on the other hand of that or on the other spectrum is she's a female ti and she is very experienced and she is like kind of the person that kind of gets um stephen baldwin into skydiving itself but it like immediately takes a turn for like romantic interests like and it and it is it's right away it's they even make a point to say like she uses her sexuality to hook him into skydiving and i'm like okay has anybody actually done that like used your sexuality or used you like your hotness or your I don't know how I just thought that was a really interesting comparison of like the two ends of the spectrum I think everybody in this room at least falls onto falls on the far end of the spectrum where it's like we're more of a, like a teacher and a guru and like platonic relationships with your students but it's just interesting to, to see in popular culture 
at least like what 10 15 years 10 15 years ago maybe 20 now of this depiction of a of a um female ti being like no is how it's gonna happen you're gonna fall in love with me and i'm gonna use that to my advantage to get you in disguise that shit never happens it never it like it never happens you're you're never in that situation the, ever the dynamic is different though elaborate I, on that right so it's i guess like just along the lines of what we're talking about right yeah. like when i strap a dude to me they're like oh god like yeah. this is embarrassing and let's turn to <laughs> it which like rarely happens but like the other way around is a bit it's just a different dynamic yeah can you imagine if you're like strapping someone on and you you open the canopy and they've got like a boner and you're like I'm one not... time uh, I accidentally touched it when I was taking his harness off. Stop! I felt really? Really basketball shorts. <laughs> I didn't realize. I think it was just a fear boner. Oh, but okay. I was taking his harness off. <laughs> Poor guy. The the fear boner is real though because <laughs> I, I took this one dude. And we got all the way up, and then the winds picked up, so we had to ride the plane back down. And when I harnessed him, there was nothing in the way. And then as I was taking the harness off, same thing. I was just like, you can get your own leg straps. Like, that is staring right at me. <laughs> Did you get a tip? They never tip you. They never, no. Not in a way that counts. And we didn't like, even jump. No. <laughs> Not in a way that matters. Got, yeah, no. I got the tip oh, directly in front jump. of my face. I, <laughs> I mean, same. I didn't yeah. get the cash for that oh. one. No, you got yours on your hand. It was on my hand. <laughs> Ew. I was really like 18 years old and like yeah, mid-eye contact. I was like, oh, I'm really just sorry, like kiddo. Away. <laughs> you can go Sarah, now. how badly do you want to become a tandem instructor? <laughs> well, I do, right? But yeah. to be fair, like I feel like I've had this happen with coach students for me. I don't know if it's because they like have more information in their brain and they're like, mm. oh, she's smart. I believe it. It's kind of the same idea as like, you know what's going on. They're like, this girl can take me places yeah <laughs> like I want to be a tandem instructor but also I think that I, you guys have way more restraint than I would ever have because if some people said the things that they I don't have a filter there I would I would immediately Kristen knows this uh, yeah. I would immediately start like yelling at somebody if yeah. they tried to like tell me that I was too tiny to, I would get mad very fast yeah. I'm like very short if somebody this is like gonna sound really egotistical it's just who I am if somebody was like <laughs> you can't take me, I'd be like, sure, bud, like, you can go fuck yourself, like, I would not do well, so I might have to work on that before I get the rating. I mean, I used to do that, I used to have that same reaction, I think in, it hasn't happened very recently, but I I think the last one that happened when I was still, it was before I went to the tunnel, it was before I was uh, at the tunnel uh, working there, um, I used to get really mad and upset about that same thing, about people refusing. And it was women. It was women refusing to go with me for whatever reason. Um, they would refuse, and I'd be like, all right, just drop the harness. Like, I'm going to go get you another instructor then. Like, goodbye. Like, uh, this is this guy. I taught him how to skydive. Have fun. Like, goodbye. Um, yeah. So the fun thing is, is whenever we do get someone that's like, oh, you're too tiny, you can't handle me, you're not strong enough, um, they usually – when they get their male replacement, it's an instructor that is smaller than us and weighs less than us. Like we and also them... maybe less experienced. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like I purpose like they purposely get put with the tiniest man that we have on staff, yeah. <laughs> and it is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Like here's your big strong man. He's 120 it. pounds. Like have at it, girlfriend. Yeah. Do you remember? Sorry. Do you remember the two little old ladies in Door County when we were checking in? to the hotel when we were still packers and they asked us like what we did and we were like oh we work for a skydiving business and these two like 
think they were like in their 60s, maybe 70s. They were like little biddies. And they looked at us and they were like, you can't possibly take people skydiving. And I was like <laughs> white knuckling my phone, dude. I was like, I was like 19, I think. And I was so mad. And every time I think about getting my tandem rating, I can hear those two little biddies in my head <laughs> saying that I couldn't do it. And I was like, ah. Oh. They know nothing They about know nothing. It. And I'm still <laughs> mad about it, dude. Yep. I had a I had an older woman. She was shorter than I was. She was maybe like 110 pounds soaking wet. And I walked up to her and I was like, hi, my name is Sam. I'm going to take you on your skydive. And she looked at me and she put her, shoulder, her hand on my shoulder like this. She goes, really? Really? Like, really? Really? And I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, didn't say anything else. Caught myself. Like, I was, I'm so proud of the fact that I didn't explode, but I just dropped the harness and I turned around and went and caught the next instructor and said, this is your person. Like, I'm going to go and film your husband and said, and, and on the plane, she was even like, I hope I didn't offend you. I'm like, it's your money, lady. Do what, do what you want with it. It's fine. Well, if like, you want to suck, then that's on you, you know? Like, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. I usually just make them feel dumb because then they'll be like, oh, I, I don't think you can handle me. And I'm like, I know that I can because what a wild business move to, like, put you with someone who can't handle you. That'd be very yeah. dumb on our end. I was like, I don't care. I was like, the point is, like, do you want to skydive? Because I'm available and no one else is. So you can sit down while your friends go have fun. I'm just going to take my next student. You decide. The harness is right here. Step in it if you're ready. And they're like, fine. <laughs> it's like okay then problem solved yeah I don't know I just it from my I've had it happen so many times I, I started I started being I was a TI when I was 21 so I was like super young looking I I was really short I was the smallest instructor on staff by like a long shot and so when I would go up and introduce myself it was just it was more it was easier to just not do not not fight with that person and be like it's your money spend it how you want no big deal like I'll just go get the next person I still get paid to go do another skydive with somebody else. I don't know. It's it's fun getting mad over it and, like, sh shooting the shit with you guys after the fact, but it it definitely was one of those things where I was just like, I can't be bothered to be upset about this anymore. It's yeah. just too much time and energy. I will say, though, it happens less and less and less as we keep going. Like, it hasn't happened in a few years for me, at least. I don't know. I think I've only had just, like, two people in the whole time I've been doing it, that, and it was both women who mm -hmm. are about the same size as me that are like, I'm too big for you. And I'm like, you're the same size, and my next student is 230 pounds, so, like, you're fine. Yeah. And she's like, no, I'm so tall. And I'm like, you're 5'5". Five, five. Yeah. That's not tall. But <laughs> it's, yeah, it's only happened twice, and usually, like, same thing. I'm just like, it's up to you. I honestly don't care. I'm just going to go get my next student. And they're just like, oh, wait, never mind. Like, let's go. Yeah. And, yeah, it's like, I don't have time. Like, we're busy today. I, no skin off my nose. Like, I'm just going to take my next person. And something I think is interesting is I recently had more women say to me that they're glad they got to jump with me. And I've even had a female say that she had a terrible experience with a guy because he made inappropriate jokes on her first skydive that she was really nervous that she was going to have to jump with another oh. dirt bag. That's <laughs> unfortunate. Yeah. It's like, this is, it's bad when woofos essentially can see what's going on, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, oh, I was just going to say, I've definitely had the same experiences. Like, there's one of my coaches at the gym said that. She's like, oh, I went 10 years ago, and I haven't been back since because the guy creeped me out so much, and I just don't want to go. Like, I felt so uncomfortable the whole time. And I was like, oh, I was like, they're, they're different now, and you should definitely come back and, like, come here yeah. to this place. And, like, the whole staff is different. Like, no one on our current staff is ever yeah. going to make you feel that way. And I assume this, li like, your, your example, Tubbs, of – the woman who had done a skydive prior, like she probably did it years and years it and years ago. Years yeah, back, yeah, and then and yeah. then she came with you instead mm -hmm. and had a really great experience. So it kind of plays into that statement we just talked about a little bit ago about how, um, you know, 
like culturally skydiving used to be a certain way but in recent years as things have progressed and stuff has become more transparent like online and social media and all this stuff like we've really seen a change in how a drop zone is presenting its staff and um the employees to their customer base you know and like i said it's still happening because we still hear about it behind the scenes we still hear people talk about this kind of stuff and we see it a lot with aff too as well i mean there's even rules we'll talk about that in a minute well there's even rules on certain drop zones about not dating the students or not screwing around with the students um but like we've seen a pretty big cultural shift just at like face value like what it is that's happening day to day on 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 drop zones but like very much still happening behind the scenes you know um the rules the rules like <laughs> the fact that it has to be a yeah rule. <laughs> like the fact that there has to be a rule i can almost guarantee so it wasn't because one of the female affis was sleeping with all the guys <laughs> <laughs> it's those damn female instructors and those to, boy hey, manifestors to, to, be, <laughs> to be fair to be fair I've I've been in a situation where I've dated a student and immediately regretted it. Like Ooh. I'm not I'm not to say yeah I'm, I'm not to say that it's only men doing this because I have absolutely been in a situation where I dated and it, it was one instance and all it took was one time and it bit me in the ass and I was like never again we're never ever gonna do this again like this person ended up being a total asshole like I was like nope I don't want to cause this amount of drama for myself at the drop zone. Overall, I think what we see, the, re- the reason this rule is a rule at a lot of drop zones is because we see too many, t- uh, too many instructors, AFF and tandem-wise, you know, taking advantage of the situation and shitting where they eat, <laughs> causing a lot of problems, you know, across the board. Would yeah. you say that's probably true? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, okay, let me ask this question. If you're aware of the fact that a customer can respond this way, right, have a problem or or an issue with what what it is that we're doing like if we say something that's inappropriate or if we say something that uh, the customer interprets as inappropriate like maybe you thought it was fine you know maybe you thought it was okay but the customer took it away a different way than than what you expected it to or how you expected it to land um like so if you're aware of the fact that a customer can respond this way in this power dynamic essentially like what responsibility do we have to manage it both in the fact that we are women in this sport but then also just across the board for any kind of instructor I, does that make sense like those two instances those two are you kind of asking like how we manage that as our like so so i think like as a collective we instructors across the board how do we manage that how do we manage it as as a, as a collective of instructors like male and female across the board but then as women who can see that perspective in a very different or that situation in a very different way than like maybe a man can is it wrong for me to say, like, just shit talking back to those yeah. instructors? Like, that's kind of what I'm thinking. It's like, hey, you're a douche. Yeah. <laughs> like, nobody likes that. It's not yeah. funny. That's what comes up for me. Okay. Obviously not in front of the student necessarily, but, like. Well, I mean, if they're doing it repetitively, right? Yeah. Like, but then you're, like, being a fucking creep, man. Like, cut it out. Like, yeah. what else do you do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do find myself, like, if there's an awkward joke made on the plane or something and I'm there for it and I can tell my students, like, not really comfortable, I sort of play into it by, like, poking back at them in a mm-hmm. cleaner way mm-hmm. to sort of, like, distract from the whole situation, you know, yeah. or, like, I try to talk to their student or something like that. But as far as getting at the person who's the source of the weirdness, call them out. Yeah, yeah I agree. 
because I mean, like, we know that this like activity is more to bring it all the way back around to what it was we were talking about to begin with. We know that like this activity is more likely to have a bigger impact on like a woman's emotional attachment to their instructors. Um, like even without this formal explanation of like this is why your body operates the way it does, and this is why your your brain is chemically telling you you're in love with this person, or you know what I mean. Like even without your body tricking you into into thinking that this is how you feel about this person or about this activity like right we know that this is something that is a commonly commonly occurring phenomenon right so from like as just a group of people I guess like there's not necessarily I don't I don't know I don't see it as like a problem but I just see it as a phenomenon do we have a responsibility to manage it better or is it something like we sit back and just kind of watch you know I guess my curiosity is if I don't think they're dumb, right? Yeah. But my curiosity is if these men are like, this girl thinks I'm hot. Like, I am the peak male (laughs) specimen. (laughs) And this girl wants me. If they have, I'm sure that they have some sort of like, I'm a tandem instructor. But I want to know if these men realize, like, you are, taking advantage has a bad connotation. But you are... I mean that's what it is. Though. You're 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 using the you're getting the advantage yeah. of this biological reaction to mm-hmm. kind of jumpstart this, and I wonder if any of them realize that, mm-hmm. or if they're just kind of, I'm a peak male specimen. That's why this woman wants me, and I'm just gonna go after it because I have the opportunity. That's my curiosity, I guess. I don't talk to them enough about this specifically to know whether or not they are yeah aware. That's a that's a fair question. I think I think I think most people probably land on the. I'm a ladder. peak male specimen. Yeah, thing. like yeah. on the ladder for sure. A little bit of delusion. Yeah, you know, yeah, in that, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a harsh way to say it, but I think. I mean. I mean. <laughs> that, that's kind of a harsh word to use, but for lack of a better word, delusional. You know. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, not to say that there aren't people of the former persuasion too, because there yeah. are definitely people that like. That's a little more predatorial i think yeah yeah it's a little gross i feel like it puts it in a worse yeah i think that's what puts it in a worse context like if they know i think the people who are like i'm a peak male specimen i'm like "Ah, you're kind of weird but whatever (laughs) i think the people who are like aware that number one that they have like a power in no uncertain terms they have a power dynamic with this person they are the person who knows what's going on Mm -hmm. but number two that there's this like biological phenomenon they get the fight or flight response they get the oxytocin from the touch and the, the mm. being saved and whatever if they like know that that's when i start to be like yeah yeah go away yeah thank you yep i do sometimes wonder too how many people i should say women just for the sake of this conversation are coming out with the mindset of like wanting to have that kind of experience because they're like i'm going because I need like some crazy change in my life so they're like already getting here with this amped up idea and then when somebody who's a little bit like I'm gonna take advantage of these Mm -hmm. hyped up women they're already like semi on board before they've even met the person yeah then all this dumps on them and then it's like yeah it's go time yeah you know what I mean I mean that's why that's why I like stress that this isn't a problem it's just a weird fucking phenomenon that happens that we see on a regular basis out here like I I feel like I have to stress that when we're talking about this because like conversations like this can be so fucking loaded to to people who you know you guys all know what I mean like you all know what I mean like you get so much pushback for talking about convert or talking about stuff like this especially when you put it like against like male versus female kind of stuff like we see so much pushback this isn't a problem like by no means do I say stop doing what you're doing but like it's 
it definitely like what you just said is there's so much gray area in there you know like you're gonna have instances where people come out and they want to go with a woman because they don't want to be put in that situation like they don't want to be put in a situation when they have to rub up and down on a guy you're gonna have women come out here who don't want to uh go with a man for religious reason reasons right um you're gonna have men that come out here who don't feel comfortable rubbing up and down on a dude right because for, for whatever reason and then you're gonna have the total opposite specter, total opposite side of it, where it's like, or I want to go with a guy because I want that exact experience that you mm-hmm. just described. So there's a lot of gray area, and I think, like, from our perspective, like, us keeping other people in check is when we see the red flags, you know? Like, when we see the things happening where it's like, oop, that's a little weird, or like, nope, that person's not comfortable, like, or, hey, don't say that because it's, it can be misconstrued in a, in a variety of different ways, like, yeah, when it um, comes to, like, talking to other instructors about it, I think that makes sense. Yeah. When you're asking, like, what's our duty? Yeah. Um, and then I would say, like, as far as women to women in the sport, it's like when someone comes in, they're an AFF student, and they're, like, getting through the program, they're starting to hang out on the drop zone. Mm-hmm. That's when you're kind of, like, keeping an eye out on people, you know? Like, yeah, watch out for that guy, or, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, hey, just, like, if you're here for that, you're here for that, whatever. But, like, this is... You can kind of open people's eyes to that, I think, by bringing them to your community. Yeah. Don't, I mean, I think the moral of the story is don't be a douchebag and take advantage of, like, this <laughs> biological thing that happens, right? Yeah. I think that's kind of, yeah, yeah. Don't ruin it. For, like, don't ruin <laughs> the sport for people yeah. by being a douche because you want to get laid or yeah. something, you know? That's <laughs> what Tinder's for. Let's not do that. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. So on the positive side of this phenomenon, it is kind of <laughs> fun to watch the difference between, like, um, dudes and women when they go through their quote-unquote midlife crisis like dudes will go get a car or a motorcycle or something and women are like i'm gonna go get me an unwashed man who lives in a tent (laughs) (laughs) you know life changing (laughs) why is that yeah i don't know (laughs) is this my live laugh love part of my life is that what's happening right. just, like, like, you know it's, so strange. it's an adventure <laughs> no judgment my big adventure just imagine like a nomadic life i don't know i feel like a lot of the times it's people who grew up like i can't think of a better word than prissy right now and it's not a good word but like <laughs> i don't know you just like go through life doing like sheltered all yeah, yeah. Sheltered, sheltered and like doing the right things like straight a straight lace and then they're like fuck this i'm gonna find <laughs> the complete opposite of that yeah and crazy what, yeah. and wild just because they never get to experience that it's the same th- i feel like it's the same thing as like the kid who moves to like gets to go to college at 18 and then they're just like hammered at every frat party mm-hmm. versus the kid who like got to drink with their parents here and there and got, got introduced to it doesn't go to college and get blackout drunk on the first week like they are smarter about it because they got introduced to it i feel like that's kind of the same i mean i started skydiving when i turned 18 and it was a total cultural shock culture shock for me. so it is de- definitely a lifestyle like this even when we don't live on the drop zone and we don't live like that hobo lifestyle 24 7 you know that is commonly associated with skydiving like it is still very much a lifestyle you do certain things in your life based around or and it's all centered around the same thing right so when someone like you said who's lived a sheltered lifestyle man or woman suddenly is exposed to this and they're exposed to this fucking cool person that <laughs> introduces them to it or like holds their hand throughout the first ex- or the first experience they have with it they have a tendency to form attachments to that person and for men and women I think it's a little different like women head over heels right away and men are like that's a fucking por- cool person like this person's great you know, we're now bros you know because <laughs> because of this experience can be life-changing and like opening like eye-opening for people who don't 
have never been exposed to something like that, you know, beforehand, it can definitely create that shift and like that we real attachment, you know, that otherwise wouldn't happen in everyday life. You know, uh, moral of the story, don't be an asshole and don't take advantage of, uh, people having weird chemical imbalances in their brain. Right. I mean, it's not a chemical. Imbalance. Oh, sorry. Hormonal, hormonal. Well, I don't think, I don't think I would call it an imbalance. Oh. It's normal. Okay. I feel like the connotation of chemical imbalance is like you're depressed and you Okay, have, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. I'll take that I think that it's out. just like a, okay. a thing. What's just a better like, way to say it? Like don't take advantage response. of normal biological response. Yeah. Okay. Don't, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Don't, don't take advantage of normal biological, you know, responses. <laughs> uh, don't be a douche. Yeah. Right? Cool, cool, cool. Well, we're going to wrap it up there. We're going to end that. Thank you so much, ladies, for being a part of the very first uh, episode in the Pod Lab. Appreciate that. Uh, with that, we're going to see you guys around. We'll see you on the drop zone. Blue skies, safe jumps. Have fun. Bye.